And welcome in to the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio, live on the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios, Tennessee baseball picking up. Would you call that a big win or just a dominating performance from yesterday? Every win's big, right? Every win seems big, but that one. In seven, that's elite. 16 to nothing. Come on. 16. 11 runs in one inning, right? 11 runs, one inning. Interesting night in college basketball. Kentucky drops one to LSU, 75-74. Florida, they tried. Losing 93-98 to to Alabama in overtime. Number 12, Illinois, who Tennessee beat earlier in the year, lost by one, 90-89 to Penn State. Number 16, Dayton, loses to George Mason. Duke, of course, dominated Miami. What I mean, just what a night. What a weird night. Just a weird night across the board in college basketball. As Tennessee prepares for this weekend, and which is a pivotal game for Rick Barnes and company. Just considering what all happened not that long ago. Tennessee, Texas A&M. Saturday night at 8 o'clock. <laughs> I'm getting sick and tired of these late tips. If it's on a Saturday why can we not? Can we just have – I mean, give me the 2 o'clock game. Give me the 2 o'clock game. Don't they set these games out early in the oh, season? Yeah. Early, like oh, maybe yeah. even before the season starts they almost. Do. Yeah. They do. The SEC schedule's already set. Because A&M was a top-10 preseason team, and we were going to be really good, so they wanted this one to be marquee, you know, SEC on the line kind of game. Well, I mean, it, it kind of is I, on the line for us. Well, and A&M hasn't won since they beat us. No. They've looked terrible. They got shellacked and shellacked and shellacked. Yeah, lost to Arkansas, right? Yes. I mean, Vanderbilt, too. Just Vanderbilt. some of the worst teams in the SEC. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that could top it off is if they lost to Missouri. That that would be the one thing that would top it off. Uh, we, they, they don't get that opportunity. we got to take no. care of them on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's the bottom line is this Saturday we have to take care of business. I mean, you are looking now that Alabama – has went ahead and officially got one game on you in the SEC. You got to take advantage of every opportunity you have from here on out. Right now in conference play, Alabama sitting at eleven and two, Tennessee ten and three. Tennessee officially one game back with a five game gauntlet to end the season. And you know, like you said, Brett, at some point during the preseason, somebody assumed this will be a top ten matchup this weekend. Mm-hmm. Judging off of what happened down in College Station, you know, Tennessee should come out. And, I mean, this is basically a revenge game. Can we call that like it is? This is a revenge game for Tennessee. And then you have four ranked teams. I don't even know if Kentucky's going to be ranked by the time we play them, but we're going to get their best in Thompson Mullen on the 9th of March. So get through this Saturday. And then you got Auburn, Alabama, a revenge game at South Carolina, and Kentucky. You have a shot to win the SEC regular season. So the question of the day, and this is for everybody, what would you rather have? Would you rather win the SEC regular season or would you rather win the SEC tournament? Because the way I see it, I'd rather win the SEC regular season because that just proves you were the best team all year. If you win the SEC tournament, you just got hot during conference tournament play. That's how I see it at least. Uh. Yeah, I mean you. Yeah, I mean the regular season would be nice. You might even, if you win the regular season, you might get a one seed. 
uh, just the way things are going across the country. Yeah. You know, teams are dropping <laughs> games left and right right now. And, uh, yeah. you know, with that gauntlet, I mean, the committee's got to love that. I mean, to play four ranked teams mm-hmm. in a row right there. Kind of send a message to the committee. I mean, you might yeah. jump somebody if you look impressive enough. I guarantee you nobody else plays four ranked teams down the stretch. No. Now, if you go out, and the other good thing is your first round game in the SEC tournament is probably going to be a quality opponent because you'll have a Very double buy. So. Double buy, you'll probably play what a, you're looking at like a four seed or a, I, th- I don't know how, I can't remember how the seedings would work by then. Yeah, but like mean, a quarterfinal would be like, you'd probably play an eight, I guess, maybe. I mean, it's weird the way they have it set up now just because, I mean, it's not an even number of teams. But you don't know. I mean, no. I mean, Missouri, as bad as they are, I mean, they could beat somebody in a tournament game with those guards they got. I mean, they could. You know, and. Um, well, I mean, that's the thing, dude. Like Georgia in 2008 or whenever it was where they had the tornado down in the Georgia Dome. Yeah. Georgia just got really hot in the SEC tournament. And teams are, and I think they only won like eight games that year. Yeah, and teams are playing to get in the NCAA tournament. You're yeah. gonna, they're gonna play their best ball. I mean, Missouri, despite being zero and thirteen, have a shot to the NCAA tournament if they win the conference tournament. Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah, like imagine not winning a single. Conference I mean, I game looked at the preseason year. standings; they were projected seventh. Yeah. Wow. I mean, South Carolina's projected last. You know, like it's a crazy season. I mean, A and M was second. You know, behind us. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just basketball is a weird man. It's just from year to year and. You know, and you also got the Connect and Sears race. I think it's tight for SEC Player of the Year, I really think. Uh, I know us, we all feel it's Connect, and I'm sure Bama's feeling it's Sears, you know? Like, so well, you got that side of thing, too. So, well, I mean, and, and people, Reeves, Reeves, yeah, Kentucky people thinks to throw Reeves into it as well. And he, he had a good game last night, you know, but – or Shepard. You know, I don't know who else is in the running for this, but, you know. So, there's a lot on the line, you know, still. A lot to play for. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got their own opinions as to how – they feel this race should go. But at the end of the day, I mean, you look – because the way I like to look at it, I don't necessarily like to look at points per game. I don't like to look at assists per game, rebounds per game. I like to look at all those stats per 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because when you factor it in by that, you know, everyone's like, well, Dalton Connect, he's averaging less here than what he was at Col- or Northern Colorado. It's like, okay, well, let's break it down by 40 minutes. Because when you go to the advanced analytics and mm-hmm. Jordan Moore – can explain this better than I can. Yeah. But when you break it down by 40 minutes, Dalton Connect is actually averaging more at Tennessee than what he was at Northern Colorado. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I think he's averaging per 40 minutes, it's like, it's something crazy, like 27 and a half points per game. Well, and if you you also look at the other side of it, like, though, if you lose a couple games, Mm -hmm. I mean, you got teams right on your heels. I mean, there's teams with four losses right behind you, like the South Carolina who already beat you, and you got to play them again at their place. Yeah. So, I mean, this could. we've also seen, like, if we play the way against Missouri, you're losing these next five games. Yes. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So, I mean, you can look at it both ways. Like, you got to well, play your best basketball in these next five games to win all five. You absolutely have to. I mean, and, you know, the advanced analytics, like, people get really, really into it. Like, the thing is, like, Jordan does a great job of explaining it. Yeah. And Jordan puts out great stuff. Mm-hmm. Even he and I last year, Tennessee was ranked number three in Ken Palm. Right. But we were fifth in the SEC. Mm-hmm. What sense does that make? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, think about that. We were fifth in the conference because we just imploded in the month of February last year. and into March. Yeah, we would win. We'd lose and win, oh. lose and win. It was very frustrating. Well, and it was frustrating because you'd beat teams like Texas. You'd beat teams like Alabama, two very good teams. Mm-hmm. But then you'd lose to Missouri – to Vanderbilt. But you lost a fluke game-winning shot. I mean, buzzer beaters, half court. I mean, Vandy was a corner three, so it wasn't, like, unrealistic that he would hit it. 
the the dumb play in that one is Julian Phillips not just dunking the ball and put us right. up like four with ten seconds left, and they don't have a chance well, even if they hit a three. Well, and something to think about there is you know like we mentioned a couple days ago, the odds of that happening. Like the percentage well, of that Vescovy happening. Well, and Vescovy missed the, the free throws, right? Yeah. they got the ball to Vescovy, and he was like shooting 90%, so you expect him to make it. Well, yeah, but I mean, to lose on back-to-back buzzer beaters, yeah. there's literally a .04% <laughs> chance of that happening, and it happened to yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. We had the worst luck. Literally, there's a luck rating yeah. on Kim Palm. Tennessee was the unluckiest team in the country last year. Well, cool. and that's what it takes to win in March. I mean, yeah, you can have a great team, but you got to have a little bit of luck go your way, too. I mean... I mean, a lot of teams that win this thing get a lot of lucky bounces, a lot of lucky calls, a lot of a lot of everything. So um, you need some extra help in there too. So I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be an exciting finish, that's for sure. It's um, it's very interesting because you you look at Ken Palm. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see what the luck rating is. How up to date is Kim Palm right now? When was it uh, last? They do it daily. Do they really? Yeah. So it was probably yesterday or last night yeah. after the games. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right now the unluckiest team in the country mm-hmm. is Murray State and Missouri. That, oh, that's, wow, that's very believable. Honestly, yeah, it wow. makes sense. Missouri. Missouri seems better than what their I record told you, actually man, is. Those two yeah. guards. I mean, you saw the numbers they're putting up. Like they're not. I mean. I don't know what's going on with them. <laughs> I really don't. Well, and in the bottom quarter of this, uh, Auburn is seen as unlucky. Really? Yes. And they're number five in Ken Palm. I don't understand that one. I just thought Auburn was a little overrated because they haven't really played anybody. You right. know, like, I thought I saw something where they only had, like, one or two quad one wins. Look at us. We have, like, 10 <laughs> or 11. Well, and, you know, something else to point out here uh, in regards to the SEC and, you know, teams that Tennessee has played. Uh-huh. South Carolina is the sixth luckiest team in the country right now. Wow. Wow. Yeah, because they seem not as good as their record seems. So, honestly, yeah. It's I don't know. What are they – I mean, is there – what it, – it details that how they come up with that? Like, how you're lucky and how you're unlucky? There is um, – I mean, what would your guess be, like, if you had to say? like Stuff that shouldn't like, happen that just like happens. A, like, is it – Unlucky for us that A and M shot their best percentage from three in that game, you know, like, and we shot our worst, you know, like, is it lucky on A and M side, you know, that sort of thing. That'd be my only guess. Like, you know, you shot your best percentage of the season, you know, like ah, I guess for a career high, you know. Coach calls right timeouts. I don't know. There are a lot of big words. <laughs> no, that's fine. I would. I mean, I was just asking what you guys thought it what might be. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. Like, like yeah, buzzer beaters. Like a player's like hurt. That. Like a player's yeah. out for the game. Yeah. You know, Wagner missed a few games for Kentucky. They lose. You know, is that unlucky? You know, that sort of thing. So yeah, out of the 362 teams, Missouri is 361 in luck. Shoot. In luck or unluck? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! What a what a stat! What a stat! The fact that there is a luck factor. When it comes to this, Tennessee's two ninety one in luck. By the way, Oof. Hmm. not much better. We're in the minus category there. What are we in Ken Palm? Yeah, what was six? our? We're seventh in Ken Palm. Right seventh. Now. Wow. Yeah. What's Who's the there? offense and defense ranking looking like? The adjusted offensive rating Tennessee is twenty one. Adjusted defense is five. So you're right in that. Well, he probably dropped after Missouri quite a bit. He probably did, sure. but 
you know, one of the things that you have to look at here, and we've because um, I know we were top ten in both at one point. We were, and one of the in few. the past, it's like your top if you're top thirty in both offense and defense. You know, you put you put yourself in that category. You're one of the favorites to win it, right? Yes, and when you go by the history of this, and I forgot which criteria they were using, but there are eight teams that fit the bill. For like Jordan's the always updating years. that stuff. It seems like. Oh yeah, and <laughs> for the past ten years. If you fit the criteria of the national champion, mm-hmm. it's it's usually like one of ten teams, and it's narrowed down to eight this year. And Tennessee's one of those eight teams. Now that's not saying that we're going to go on to win it, but you're in the position where you want to be. And obviously, if Ken Palm thinks that we're, you know, what did I say, number you, twenty-one in offense, number five in defense, there's going to be a legitimate shot. Go. Uh, can you go back to last year? Last year's Ken Palm. Yeah, I was just curious what Connecticut was. They won it all. I mean, they were. Probably I would probably. I mean, they would probably be have to be top thirty in both. I would think, but they, but they were, weren't they like a four or five? I don't think they were they like were a, a four top, seed. Yeah, they yeah. were a four seed, so they weren't like, and they went on a run late in the season. Like they struggled midway through. They lost like eight, seven or eight in a row. Oh, they point, got. I thought. Well, they got really right hot. between like Christmas. Yeah, because they got really hot. It's and what they, they do. Really cold. That's what they do. Yeah. It's when they win. Really hot. Really cold. And that's my thing. Like really you, hot. We talked about just losing first round of the SEC tournament with. Uh, Sammy yesterday, and yeah. you and she even said like you want to be playing your best basketball, you know. And yeah. maybe a loss affects you like mentally. Like you want to go in playing as well as you can. Now maybe we play well and lose, and that just that just happens. Yeah, you know, a team just be, outshoots you or whatever. But I mean, that's what happens in single elimination tournament ball. Some people just get hot. Some teams just get hot, and some teams just go very very cold. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a stat too. Like. Uh, teams that lose in the first round of their conference tournaments have never won March Madness before, so definitely something we want to steer clear of as we hopefully get a double bye and get to that quarterfinal. Absolutely. Stay with us. West Coast Rusty joins us next for his weekly appearance on the G.I. Jake Show. Stay with us. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Back here on the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio. Pleased to be joined by my good friend, West Coast Rusty. Rusty, what's up, man? Um, you know, just, uh, Recovering from a crazy night in in sports, uh, you, you have Penn or sorry, you have Illinois with a seven point lead with thirty six seconds on the clock, and the, and they find a way to give up eight unanswered in thirty six seconds. Just just a just weird weird weird. And F- Florida teased us like crazy. Golden had two bites at the cherry um, in the last. 38 seconds with the ball, didn't use a timeout um, to, to set up a play when every time they were coming out of a timeout, yeah, he got a bucket um, in the entire second half. Every media timeout or every call timeout, when they were on offense, they got a bucket, and he doesn't use his timeout, and it goes to overtime, and they, they, they fall flat. So, yeah, same old, I guess. Absolutely. And, of course, Tennessee the other night, a little too close for comfort. Let's call it like that was way too close for comfort. And, you know, to be honest, I was not not impressed at all, to be honest with you, about how we were playing 
in the first half of that game, and then being down with even you know 12 minutes to go, you finally you know tie the game back up, and all of a sudden you're up by 10. Well, then you let them you know creep back into it. Rusty, if we play like that, Tennessee decides they're going to go out and play the same way that they did against Missouri over these next five games. That one seed is going to be off the table. And quite frankly, I think over these next five, Tennessee may be able to afford to drop one and no more than that should they still want to be in contention for a number one seed. Just give us your overall thoughts on that and how you feel like the balls are going to fare come Selection Sunday. Yeah, I think we're going to end up a two seed. Just I feel like it's going to happen that way. I think I think the SEC should have a one seed. Um I think it's a no-brainer that the SEC should have a one seed, um, but I don't think the committee's going to see it that way. Um, I just don't know how you can give Arizona, who doesn't play another quad one game the rest of the year, and I think they've only played like four um, all year. I don't know how a team like UConn, who plays in a conference, that, let's be honest, this, this Big East is way down. Creighton isn't what they were the last five years. They've been terrible, and, and Marquette is – Hit, hit it and miss, and they've got some really horrible losses. Mm-hmm. Um, so U, UConn isn't exactly playing murderer's row night in and night out either. Um, but those two teams are going to get one seed, it looks like, um, because they're going to win a bunch of ball games down the stretch against not great competition. Um, but nevertheless, um, the other night's ball game, you, you guys, I'm sure, have – I know you have, Jake. You've heard me argue that you can't play Tobe and Adu together. I've I've fussed about it a thousand times whenever we play a three-minute stretch with those two guys on the court together because I feel like it clogs up the paint. Right. But our coach staff figured it out, um, I guess, early second half that while the Carter kid was being a pain um, and, and hitting 30-footers <laughs> mm-hmm. and rebounding pretty well, that he was a real liability if we put Tobey in at the four and made made the Carter kid guard Tobey. And that, I thought, as much as Connect going off and hitting four huge jumpers, maybe five huge jumpers, yeah, three threes and two long twos, um, as much as that, I thought the, the coaches recognizing that we should go with two bigs was a massive, massive thing, and Rick Barnes proved me wrong. And that was very interesting to see. Because, you know, I think we've all agreed. It's like you can't have both those guys on the floor at the yeah. same time. You know, just for the simple fact, it's like if they're both in the game, you are clogging up the paint. Yep. You are making it harder for Dalton Connect, Zakai Ziegler, Santiago Vescovi, Triple J, whoever's in the game, you're making it that much harder for them to get to the rack. But I, And I don't know what we did the other night, but the fact of the matter is, is that it worked. Now, I don't think that's going to work against every single team from here no, on No, it's a matchup it, thing. Exactly. But I don't yep. know – you know, why, and that's probably why it worked. But that's, yeah. that's just not something that's going to be sustainable, especially come March, unless you get in a situation to where it's like, okay, let's try this out. Nothing else is working. Let's go with this, roll the dice, and just see what happens. That, that's the hope, is that the coaching staff is aware enough to use it when it's a matchup thing that for five, ten-minute stretch, it can it – can, kickstart you in a ball game or, or it, it's good that you have a team that you you now know you can do something a little bit different on a night-to-night basis you can win different ways you we're best i think 
of course, if you have four guys on the court who are a threat to knock down a shot behind the arc. But if the other team has a really, really weak guy at the four and you know you can just get the ball to, to your bigs in the paint, it, 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 it's matchup-centric, and it it's actually gives you hope that, hey, we can, we can do things differently night to night, and that's what the tournament is. The tournament is all about how how do you match up with this team and can and do, does their scheme and does their the way they play like we're a pretty good matchup for Bama. Barnes kind of has a good plan for Oates. Our matchup versus them is great. Our matchup against other teams might not be so good, and that's the tournament. That's really what it comes down to. And if this team has different ways to play, that's that's a good sign. Um, I'm with you on the one loss. Probably the rest of the way is the only way to get a one seed, but I just don't see how you can only lose one ball game between the SEC tournament and the next four, the next five. Um, I think the A&M game is going to be, you know, a bloodbath. I think we're going to take out every bit of frustration, but then you just got too many tough games down the stretch. And before I go, I do want to talk about the luck factor thing that and, and how they look at the luck thing. Jordan probably can give us a better breakdown of it, but I – I looked into it a little bit of how luck gets factored in. Mm-hmm. But anyway, go ahead. Well, no, you can go into it if you want. That was kind of be my next question. I mean, I just assumed sure. it was as simple as, well, you know, maybe a team like A&M who doesn't shoot the ball well comes out and shoots 8 for 12. Is that luck on their end and unlucky on our end that this team came out and just started making threes? Or So the luck factor on Kipom yes. is the deviation between what our actual record is and what our record was expected to be. We are negative in luck because we were expected to be better than 20-6 and six at this point. Wow. USC Jr. is positive in luck That's why because our record is better yeah. than it is expected. Yeah, okay. It's all, it also what factors in is, does a team shoot against you? And the teams average a much better percentage shooting against you that's, a, that's an outlier. Yeah. That factors into it. And like the Tennessee game versus South Carolina is the perfect example. We lost by, what, five? Yeah, four or five. But yeah, on but on quality shot chart, the final score should have been like seventy two sixty four in Tennessee's favor. Yeah, but quality shot chart somehow that night the luck went against us. That that's that's factored a lot into your luck factor too. Is are there are there inconsistencies and in percentages that that lead to certain things? Basically, it really comes down to you get good shots, but some. Some random nights they don't go in. The other team doesn't get good shots, but sometimes they randomly make crazy ones. Yeah. Uh, Rusty, I, I, we may have talked about this in the past, the whole SEC tournament thing. And, um, you know, I, you know, we were talking about it, and I was like, I, I want to win all the games. You know, I think if you win these next five, you have a great shot to go in the SEC tournament, probably on the one seed line. And yeah. then, um, you know, like as far as um, – sorry um, – you know, with all that, and, you know, if you lose the first round of the SEC tournament, maybe it's a big deal. I'm not sure, because um, you're going to be, but you can also look at it, I guess, if you lose one of these next, you know, you know, one of these next five games you have, you know, maybe, you know, your C, you could drop out of the double bye even for the SEC tournament, uh, because they're, you know, we are looking at Bama, but we also got to be looking behind us. There's a couple teams with four losses sitting right there as well. So, I mean, it's kind of, you can look at it both ways. Just your overall thoughts on, you know, moving forward, the SEC tournament and all that. What's your thoughts on it? Um, you definitely want the double bye because you want to finish top four. And mm-hmm. I think that's got to, 
that's got to happen. You have to finish top four if you're Tennessee. Um, uh-huh. But my thoughts on the SEC tournament have been the same since we won it and we did not move a seed line a couple years ago. Right. Um, I'm going there and giving a middle finger to <laughs> the selection committee and to the conference, and I'm playing the walk-ons in the SEC tournament. <laughs> And I'm and yes. I'm and I'm making it I'm making it known in the press conference. We're not playing any of our guys because this tournament does not matter. Yeah. It does not affect the the, the, the the selection committee. So we're just gonna let all of our guys take the weekend off and, and watch basketball from the from the from the seats. Yeah. Well yeah, I mean it's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but like like last year, like you know, and the last time Connecticut, like I feel like Connecticut always goes on these runs. They go win the Big East tournament or whatever conference they're in now, and it just propels them into the NCAA tournament. They go on and win six more games. You know, like it's. But Marquette you, won it last year. Marquette knocked them off in the semifinals, I believe. I mean, Marquette won it. I don't know if they beat UConn in the semifinals or not. But yeah, I know what you mean. There's been a bunch of years where UConn got hot yeah, at the Garden yeah. and went on a run. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah. No, I just think it's. I think the SEC championship game in football is a waste, and I think the SEC, I think conference tournaments are now a waste. Yeah. And the ACC was smart to move their championship game up Saturday night. Playing on that Sunday is is a horrible idea that needs to be rectified too. And I just don't care if you go home on I don't care if you go home on Friday as long as you're not losing to a to a horrible team. Yeah. I I, I did want to say this about these next ball games and playing the way we did against Mizzou. I don't know that our energy and focus level will, will be the same for any of the remaining games as it would be for a sleepy night on a Tuesday in, in Columbia, Missouri against a, an Owen whatever team. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah, your, your motivation has to has to be better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that I, I would assume we, we give a better a, a better scout and a, and, a, and and more heart when we're about to tip off with Auburn. Or we're about to tip off in Tuscaloosa. By the way, are we all not pulling for uh, the Mildcats Saturday night? Are we all on? We're pulling against the Crimson Tide yes. on Saturday night. One hundred percent for sure. Okay, okay. Just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Yeah. No. Um. Maybe I'm. I'm probably in the minority here, but I kind of liked what I saw from the two bigs. I know we've talked about in the past. You know, Barnes playing the two, and we like to play faster right now with the guys we got on the floor, but. I don't know. Like uh, there was something about it. Maybe it's just because I've been frustrated with the way Josiah's been playing the season, Vescovy, and you know the inconsistencies of of Mayshack and Ganey. Um, man, I didn't mind seeing the two bigs. Maybe it's just like you said. It was just the flow of the game. We weren't getting anything from anybody else. I mean, he didn't even try Carr, which I was kind of surprised by um, a little bit. Um, but man, if you're gonna get eight, I mean, you're not gonna get eighteen and ten. Obviously, that was that was an outlier, but. I mean, I didn't mind it. I mean, Adu has the potential to stretch the floor a little bit, you know, and then you can put uh, – you can still maybe have your four guys around the perimeter and just put a walking down below because maybe he's he's going to have a mismatch. He's going to be bigger than most fours in the in the league. Now, maybe you lose something defensively with him switching and things like that, but I don't know. I, I think it has potential because the game does slow down in March, and uh, maybe there is something to what we saw on Saturday night. I I, I have been the biggest – person against them playing together right. anybody yes. locally but i thought it was great the other night i mm-hmm. thought it was the key of the ball game yes um and i 
the biggest thing when they play together is I don't think you can have Meshack on the court at the one through the three. Right. You have to have the other three guys that are on the court have to be guys that demand their their matchup man, the person that's guarding them, mm-hmm. stays with them. Like right. Meshack, Meshack's defender, if he's on at, on the court at the three, they can slag off of him a little right. bit and give him a little bit of space to catch and shoot. Mm-hmm. But basically, Gainey, Santi, even though those guys are inconsistent as all heck, you still have to honor them and not leave yeah. them wide open. So that's the key is the other three have to be guys that demand their defender stay hip to hip. Right. Um, so, and, and we did a pretty good job of that. I, I'm pretty sure the majority of the time we played with Ganey, Dalton, and Z. Right. Were, were the three with, with the two bigs. Right. Yeah. You can and work with that, I think. You can. You can. And again, it, it is certain situations. It, it helps that their five guy is a, was a seven foot three guy who yeah. just had no offensive threat. So mm-hmm. there was a bunch of times whenever, like you said, you give up a little bit defensively because you're making a, a Waka guard the perimeter. Mm-hmm. But Adu was able to kind of ignore. Yeah, he could hang out in the paint almost. Yeah, and, and he, he would box, just. I think. Right, exactly. He he was an. It was almost four on or five on four defensively for yeah. us. Yeah. So yeah, it, again, it all comes down to you can use it, but you got to pick your spots. Yeah, um, I'm definitely that that uh, double big. It's definitely a matchup dependent, and obviously, it's going to work against Missouri. Not every single team, though. I think you know if we do go up against um, a team that is really big, like a Purdue or Kansas, and we need rebounding, that we could definitely go to it. I I wanted to ask, what do you think? Left um, in the regular season is probably the scariest game, in your opinion, just in fear of losing. See, mo- I, I think most would say Alabama because it's away, but I don't think there's any real. You, sh- you shouldn't feel bad if you lose in Tuscaloosa if you if you show up and play really good game. It's competitive, and you lose on a, on a top another top fifteen teams court. There's no shame mm-hmm. in that, right? So to me, the biggest scariest game left is Texas A&M on mm-hmm. Saturday night. Interesting. Because it's a home game against a team that you know is capable of beating anybody on a given night. Neutral court, they went toe-to-toe with Houston, lost mm-hmm. by one. That team, but that team is so helter-skelter. Yeah. But still, for scary purposes and would make me the angriest, that's the one that losing would bother me the most. And maybe, I mean, that one is is – Trying to be the logical, the logical thought on it would be losing that one would bother me the most. Um, emotionally, losing to Auburn would bother me the most. <laughs> yeah, because I despise the coach down there. So, <laughs> yeah, and his and his son. Losing to A and M would definitely kiss that one seed away. Yep, it fun. would. It, it would, and it would be the most embarrassing, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that one would just hurt too. I mean, <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. Think about how bad it would just hurt. Well, you got to know A&M's just like, they got to be down in the dumps right now. And, like, you're, they're, they're a wounded dog. Just, you know, step on their head while they're drowning. Like, you know, like, you know. But, they hey, are, which wrestler they, they was it that said, I'm going to make, like, your old yeller. I'm just going to take you to the woodshed. Was it Shawn Michaels to <laughs> Ric Flair that he was going to old yeller him? <laughs> yeah. I, I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I no. love you. Boom. I love it. It's it's just Wade Taylor, yeah. Could go he's off get like nine threes because yeah. he, he has, and I mean they can. He's all an NBA guy, man. He's they gonna, could all yeah. be guarded from twenty seven feet, 
and some nights those guys will just the 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 hoop gets yeah a billion miles open. We didn't make it hard for them. They just easy express lane to the basket too. There's no. A, I don't know where Adu was. He's not even challenging at the rim. Like he was just a non-factor as well. I mean, it was just bad. You know, I I just want to wipe the <laughs> wipe them <laughs> wipe them off the face of the earth right now. You know, I, I agree. We got a rebound too. They were one of the top offensive rebounds. Yeah, that teams. one dude got yeah, like twenty against yeah, us. Right. Yeah, right. And that's one of yeah. our biggest weaknesses for sure. So yeah, maybe we're running uh, Adu and Awaka just to make sure that doesn't happen. Well, we tried. I think. <laughs> I mean, oh he couldn't boy. even do anything, yeah. but didn't go hey, well. Rusty, I just can we switch to baseball real quick? Uh, what just your Always. just Always. quick thoughts on early in the season? You know, we had the I think a lot had to do just come back from Texas. You had your tight game against UNC Asheville, uh, pitching came through. Um, you got a timely uh, sack fly that game, but yesterday the bats just went off and you just put them put them away early with that 11 run inning. Uh, just your early season thoughts on t- Tony Vitello and the boys. I We'll probably get into more, but uh, it sounded like he kind of took a shot at uh, our old boy that went to Wake uh, yesterday as well in his post-game press conference. So just your overall thoughts on the baseball team right now. Um, I think the lineup might be as deep as he's had. Yeah, gosh. I feel like – I still Guys feel off like, the bench, too. <laughs> I don't know if it's Tony's call or I don't know if it's it, – it, I guess it, it's ultimately Tony's call. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if, if they're giving it or not, but – I feel like Burke's got to start taking more pitches. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like you got to, and 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 it's got to be him deciding to do it, or maybe Tony's just got to say, "Hey, your third base coach is going to be giving you signals on whether you're free to swing or take, and and we're going to want you taking. We don't care if you go down looking at three pitches if they're willing to throw three down the middle. But we're going to do it for a while, so teams stop just throwing you nothing but break ball breaking balls that you chase. Right. Ch- Chipper Jones used to talk about he would love to see a pitcher maybe the first at bat or the second bat and just take 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 strike 3 several times and then he would have seen everything the pitcher's got and then he would have his timing down and on the third at bat sure you got me twice but now I'm putting one over over in the left field seats and I'm right. scoring three runs this inning I feel like Burke would be so 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 beneficial if if he would take some pitches but outside of that this this team looks Really, really good. Um, I'm anxious to see what happens with the third day starter. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I Sneed, Sneed was great. Um, and then the other kid that came in for um, the Cause, other AJ Causey. Yeah, uh, yeah Causey. Yeah, I think one of those got to be your guy um, on, on Sundays. But that'll all work itself out. Yeah. This next this next couple of weeks should be just. A lot of batting practice <laughs> for the team. That's yeah. what it should be. Yeah, get ready for SEC play. That's for sure. Definitely yeah. what it should be. Rusty, good stuff, man. Thank you so much. Tell us where to find you on Twitter. Uh, West Coast Rusty um, and at Big Orange Banner. Come check us out. We'll be doing something tomorrow night. You guys come come join in. Speak your mind. We're probably going to talk about the whole uh, the five five seven playoff and, and the, the talk of maybe expanding and and we'll we'll have plenty of basketball and baseball talk, and we'll probably talk a little movies and and nonsense too. All righty, Rusty, thank you so much, man. We'll talk soon. All right, boys, y'all be good. Have a great day. Be blessed. Thank you, sir. That is West Coast Rusty making his weekly appearance here on the GI Jake Show. Stay with us. Final segment, hour number one, coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Are you ready to play hard and work harder?
Back here on the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio. Let's go back to the phones, 865-546-8200. Your number if you want to chime in. Let's get Phil in here next. What do you say, Philly? What do you say, Jerk? Philly. I want to say a hi to uh, Billy Stats and uh, Tom Brady fan. I think they're listening right now. Well, that's good for them. I, you, you know, Billy Stats, he can, uh, you know, he can give me information. If he wants to call in and talk to me, he can do that at any time. Uh, Adam Hickman is banned from this show. Uh, where's Marcus? Marcus is sick. You scared him oh, off yesterday, right Philly. Uh, <laughs> what was it he said to him? <laughs> I don't remember. I just remember Philly getting all mad, agitated. Didn't Talking about BJ Edwards. Uh, didn't he throw one down at Memphis? Yeah. He did. He did game two. I think he had 4.5 <laughs> assists, five rebounds, and two steals, and played 20, 20 something minutes. And, uh, Got the win. Marcus too. just wants to know how many scored. So that's how much he did right there, Marcus. It's that line. Well, Philly told him to put it in his pipe and smoke it. So this morning, <laughs> instead of coming to work, he put it in his pipe and he is still smoking it. Yeah, got a scratchy voice. <laughs> yeah, and they play uh, Florida Atlantic tonight. Oh, I think it's on TV. Just him here. Be to see what happens. What'd you think of the uh, old coal miners going down last night, Phil? Did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. I thought when Tucky got hit about. Well, 16. Digits, I, I just turned it off, went to bed, and then saw they got beat. I thought, you know, very That's... entertaining. Uh, I guess Kentucky's, uh, they've lost several close games this year, haven't they? Yeah, lost in overtime to Florida at home by three, and Gonzaga's close. Uh, I mean, ours ours was, you know, kind of eight to ten all, all game. But, yeah, they've had some close losses for sure. And then I, I did watch the Alabama Florida game. I thought that uh, as much, uh, I thought Florida got hosed by the referees in that game. I don't know what y'all thought. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. That's the SEC is going to protect certain teams, and Florida was unfortunate. Well, I say unfortunately. I hate Florida, which I hate. <laughs> I hate all of them. Like that's the thing. I don't cheer for any other SEC schools. I just hope that certain teams win more than others in certain situations. But yeah. they, they were going to carry the fight against Florida the entire night. It didn't matter what it was going to be. They were calling some terrible calls against Florida. Florida was that elbow drop that guy did on that guy's head? He should have been out of the game. Well, what he, but yeah, what he did before that, he need him in the, the head. Ground, yeah, he, he need I mean, him. Elbows ahead. I mean, you got to review that and throw that kid out of the game. He, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he's out at least one game. Well, a lot of people forgot and didn't notice the knee to the head first before the elbow got dropped on him. Well, I didn't really notice the – yeah, I didn't notice the knee until I think Houston commented on it, and I that's when I was like, dang, he did it. Yeah. Double win. That kid – did he come back in the game? I don't know. I don't remember. It'd be nice if Doc Connect had favorable uh, calls against him uh, when people, uh, you know, get physical with him. Like, seriously, you just breathe on him, they call foul on the opposition. You know that? Yeah. Connect's always looking to the ref like, come on, dude. Did you guys notice on the last play regulation when Sears went to the hole, got blocked, the ball like tipped out? It looked like uh, Nelson went over that guy's back and like swatted down at the ball. I was like, "Where's the foul? I could have been shooting at the other end for the win." Great question. Yeah. That was another one as well. You're just not going to get these calls in Tuscaloosa. You think Saban was on the sideline down there? I did see a tape of uh, Dennis Gates talking. He saw that uh, Doc Connery called is the leading candidate for the SEC Player of the Year, and I kind of agree with him. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's got you. I mean it's got to be close, but I mean I would give the edge to connect right now. We might go down to that game. Whoever plays better in that Tennessee Bama game. Who's, yeah, who's I mean you would think Sears isn't mentioned for the National Player of the Year 
like right. it connects right there for national player of the year. So you would think, well, then it connects to lose at this point. And he's got he's got five big games here to really put a stamp on probably national player of the year and yep. conference player of the year. Haven't had a thirty piece in a while, so hopefully. No, he's been getting off to slow starts. He's yeah. turned it on in games, but he gets off slow starts. Hopefully, so. we'll get one. Yeah. I really think though, if you take Connect uh, off our roster and you take uh, Sears off their roster, Alabama's got a more talented roster than Tennessee does. Uh, I mean, it's hard to. S- I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, we were a Sweet Sixteen team it's last not, year. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it's not a huge advantage, but yeah, I mean, Alabama's just got so many new different players this year. I mean, you don't know what they were like last year. I mean, they lost a lot of stuff. I mean, I don't really remember Sears all that much last year. Um, but I don't, I don't, it's hard to say. I mean, we were a sweet 16 team last year, you know? So, I mean, obviously we had a little bit of talent. I just don't know what's going on with like Vescovy and some of these guys that were your main players last year. <laughs> well, guys, uh, Jake had your question. What was it? Win the SEC regular season or the uh, tournament? Yep. How about neither? I want a final four. I don't give a damn about the SEC at all. I'll take <laughs> just, it. You know what I'm saying? Let's get let's get to the promised land because we won an SEC, we won an SEC tournament. Now I want something new. You, but that's what, what, I mean, exactly what, what I want too. What I mean, but you want a good NCAA seed, right? Like I feel like if you're one or two, it's, they're going to get a good NCAA seed unless they fall off the table. The worst they're going to be is a two seed. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean it's hard to say. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just one that wants to win all the games. But I do think a and a dangerous game because we just don't match up good. Those two guys, the big guys, they'll hit shoot threes, and they also can take the ball, take our smaller guards to the hole. Yeah, we didn't provide any resistance against them. I think it's going to be different this time around. I mean, they can't be coming in with a lot of confidence. They, I feel like they've given up on the season almost at this point. I mean, they're not going to make the NCAA tournament. I mean, they're playing for nothing. I mean – I just hope Buzz oh, Williams runs on the court and a walker runs him over. Tennessee, look at the rest of their schedule, though, after they play Tennessee. a could win, win out. Uh, you wouldn't think so, but look no. at their schedule. It's they've lost to Vandy and Arkansas, though. <laughs> yeah. They're playing in the top teams in the league. They would get hot in the SC tournament and just win it They all. could. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it. <laughs> that kid Wade Taylor could do it for sure. Yeah, just, yeah. I don't know. You never know. It's a new football coach we got. Uh, and the linebackers is kind uh, of liking a little bit now. Well, I mean, here's the thing. If he can come in, he can recruit. He can coach these guys up, and our defense, our front seven, can be just as effective, if not more, than last year. Then life's going to be good. <laughs> and he was the, what, the, the co-coordinator at Washington? Yes. Co-defensive coordinator. He's co-defensive yeah. coordinator. He goes to Alabama. They hire him as the linebackers coach. Um, and, you know, some people are just good at being position coaches and not coordinators, and the same applies to the fact that some guys are good coordinators, just not good head coaches. I mean, we've seen that time and time again. They had a worse defense statistically than we did last did. year, though. They did. So, but, I mean, they, I, yeah, I don't know. Their offense was so good. It's kind of like us with Hooker. You know, they just outscore opponents. Well, our key to our defense is just let people score field goals instead of touchdowns. That's why you got to look to – this day and age. I mean, as long as we score more points than the other team, Phil, that's really all that matters. You know, if if we're scoring 56 points a game, but we're giving up 50, 
and our record is 8-0, I'll take that any day of the week. I don't care how many points we're giving up as long as we're scoring more than the other team. What do y'all think about the any of this crap that's going on in the over in Missouri? Uh, well, we talked about it yesterday. Eli, I mean, still a joke. You think? I mean, that guy is a clown. <laughs> he stands on business, Jake. He he might stand on business. He's the kind of guy that's the last person that gets the fifty dollar free gift card to Arby's when they open up a new location, and he thinks he's the greatest thing in the world. He thinks he's the greatest thing that has I, stepped on this earth in 2,024 he, years it, and just holds up his gift card like he is him. Do you think they're going to have a better season than us? No. They're going to be preseason top ten probably. That's fine. Let them think well, that they're great. I mean, the, to do that in Missouri is pretty good. At the end of the day, that school's in the middle of nowhere. They're a bunch of trash. Their schedule's a joke next year. Yeah, they're trash. Their schedule's trash. I think Their they go to trash. Bama. That's about it. Missouri is just trash. <laughs> Does Missouri play Oklahoma? Uh, I haven't really looked. I can't remember the last time I looked at their schedule. I know them and Ole Miss have about as easy a schedule as you're going to get. Yeah, we still got Georgia and Alabama. Things never change, do they? Nope, never changes. Phil, we got to run, man. We got to hit our top hey. hour break. Right. Stay with us. The GIJ Show marches on right here on Fan Run Radio. Are you ready to flash that dazzling smile? Well, look no further than.